Hi everyone, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to our podcast, Beyond the Filter. I'm Alexis. And I'm Paulina. And today, when I say I'm excited, enthusiastic, thrilled for this episode, all the above. All the synonyms. Yeah, all the synonyms, all the world <laughs> words, if I could speak. See, I can't even speak. I'm like that excited about it. <laughs> we have a very fun and exciting guest, Miss mm-hmm. Alyssa DeRogatis. This is an author of yes. Alexis's favorite book. Yeah. When I tell you I read her book, Call It What You Want, which we will dive into and talk about all the things surrounding it and also the new edition that she's releasing in June, mm-hmm. I finished the original so fast. Yeah, it took me like two days. Yeah. So good. It's such a good read. It's like less than 300 pages. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a good book. It's amazing. And throughout today's episode, we will be obviously talking about the book, the characters, kind of just, you know, all things situationships and also to learn how to love yourself this Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This episode's Valentine's Day. We should talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, So if you don't know what this book is, Call It What You Want is a book all about situationships. The author, Alyssa, she has or she went through a five year long situationship, which Mm -hmm. like round of applause for her because she's brave (laughs) for that one and very patient for that one. But um, we thought she would be the perfect guest to have on for the week of Valentine's Day, yes. a.k.a. Galentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very like safe space type of episode. And that was everything. All the energy her book was giving was yeah. it's a safe space for girls, which is everything we always wanted our podcast to be. So we thought this would be the perfect time to have her on. Yeah. And I think, too, with this book in general, I feel really seen after reading it. Obviously, one of us is married. Yeah. So sorry. But I still feel for you. Yeah. Because I see things as your best friend and from my other single friends. Like, I Mm -hmm. see it. Yeah. So even though I can't relate to it, I relate to it in a sense where I'm like, I know this is what my friends have gone through. Yeah. So I'm here for you. You understand it in a way. I'm just an empath. Yeah. (laughs) We are both major empaths, <laughs> so that makes sense. But yeah. yeah, we hope you guys enjoy today's episode, and we'll stop talking so we can get right into yeah. it. Enjoy. Hi, Alyssa. Welcome to the podcast, Beyond the Filter. We are so excited to have you and hear more about your book, Call It What You Want, and get a little teaser maybe, perhaps, mm-hmm. on the new edition that you're working on. <laughs> For those of you who haven't read the book or maybe don't know of the book, I feel like your book sums up situationships to the perfect T. Mm -hmm. I felt so many feelings that like, I guess just got brought up again or didn't know I could feel when I was reading your book. And I just love how on the first page, I believe it is, you will always be my favorite almost or something along those lines. That was a good one. I was like, (laughs) wow, she really like went off with that because (laughs) I think about that so much and I'm like situationships are just so like tricky and messy honestly Mm -hmm. and I do think it's like something that you will always hold on to in some way shape or form and so we're super excited to have you on and talk about all things situationships and obviously Valentine's Day I guess we'll already be here by the time this goes yeah live. so this episode's going live the day before Valentine's Day so yes. this was like the perfect timing yeah <laughs> um well but, thanks for having me yeah I love of this. course 
we uh, were hoping you would share maybe a little bit more about your book and kind of, I guess, what inspired you to write the book. I think I know because I follow your TikTok, but maybe our audience doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, you summed it up really well. I think that with situationships, like a lot of people that maybe haven't been in one or even like my best friend, for example, sometimes didn't understand what I was going through. So I was in a five-year long situationship and it sounds crazy. We did date for like part of it and it was definitely more just like an on and off relationship. But I think in terms of having outsiders understand it, situationship was the perfect label for it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted a story that made people realize that just because there wasn't a label or a title doesn't mean that relationship wasn't real or didn't mean anything. So even like you said, like the first page, the dedication of the book is you'll always be my favorite almost because I wrote the book loosely inspired by a relationship that I was in and I wanted it to not be a negative thing. I wanted people to realize that while it was traumatic and while I wish it ended differently, it's still something I'm so grateful for and will always like hold a special place in my heart. Uh, and I just keep imagining it from like your perspective, writing the book. I'm like, girl, you're strong. Yeah. <laughs> it was messy. <laughs> I think my favorite part, weirdly enough, of the book itself was on the back. Actually, you wrote it was in the bottom corner and it said something like this book is a love letter to all the girls who are I don't know exactly word for word how you worded it, but basically for all the girlies who have been grieving. Mm -hmm. a situationship and like society exactly what you were saying society yeah. makes it seem like it wasn't serious and that you know you could be like over dramatic for grieving a, a situationship because it wasn't ever a relationship quote unquote but yeah reading that is just like no my feelings are validated mm -hmm. everybody's feelings are validated it's you know, regardless if there was a label on it, on it or not still mattered to you, you still cared for that person in one way or another. So I loved that portion. It just felt very like inclusive and like a safe space. Yeah. There were like a few things that I cried over that I didn't expect to cry over. And that was one of them. So that's like my little bio. I think it says this book is a love letter to everyone who's been heartbroken by someone or heartbroken over someone they never dated. Yeah. And I remember when my like Goodreads account went live, that was the first thing I saw. And I was like crying about it because again, like I started that relationship when I was 20, 21 and um, thinking back to that version of me, like, I feel I'm like, so grateful to now be where I am. But I think back to her, and I'm like, heartbroken for her. And so like reading that just really like struck a chord with me. Even though I wrote it, it was just like, you know, like, yeah. things back. you're like, Oh, yeah, it's gonna spark up like old feelings again, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's how it is with like journal entries, too. Oh, because sometimes when I look back, I'm like, Oh, I can't like, I'll start crying again. No, or like when yeah. you're in therapy and mm -hmm. then your therapist is like, let's go back to your childhood. And you're like, why? Oh, no. <laughs> like, I don't want to. <laughs> it's too hard. I don't want to. <laughs> oh my so gosh. True. Yeah. I uh, was in a four year situationship. So almost right there with you, which I'll get into a little bit later, but I feel you with like mental challenges and just like the back and forth. And I just feel like that's trauma of its own shape and way and form. And so I think from going back to like when you first started writing this book till now, do you think you've had like a mental shift and like maybe even found more closure or closure at all with your situationship after writing this book? Yeah. So that's a great question. So we broke up in, um, I mean, broke up 
loose, you know, yeah, loose, loose but finally, <laughs> yeah, cut the, like, cut the cord, uh, June of 2022. And I started like officially writing the book. I'd been like outlining and t- making notes and coming up with ideas and researching all summer. And I started writing it in September and I finished the first draft in December. So that was like, I don't know, six months since my breakup. Yeah. And then And I was like healing. I was still crying a lot, like obviously. And then when the book came out in June of 2023, so a year since um, the breakup, which I tried to time it that way because I wanted it to be like, you know, this is a year later. I wasn't healed from it at all. We actually had a wedding that we had to go to for a friend that we were both at. And that was in April. And so from April to June, we like spoke all the time and like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So And I don't mean this in like, you know, everything I wrote in that book was true, but I think part of it was like, I want to feel that way one day. And while some days I do, some days I don't. Um, So truly like a part of like, I never got closure until honestly, after this book came out, like reading messages and hearing how many other people, like he never gave me closure, even, (laughs) even so long after he was like, if I'm ever ready, like you'll know. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, (laughs) no, no, no. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, and yeah, I mean, it was just, he will, he will never give me closure. Um, and he, yeah. I mean, not, we don't speak, but he wasn't the one that was supposed to, it was myself and it was all of you guys. And I think that was what made it really special, but yeah, I mean, it didn't, sometimes I read those words back and I'm like, wow, like, I can't believe when I wrote these, I didn't really necessarily feel that, but it's like, you want to one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like something that I wanted to ask from your perspective too, is because in my mind, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were writing this, it, it almost feels like it's like reading back on a journal entry for yourself, like kind of what we were saying earlier. So I was just thinking there was one part in the book, which spoiler alert, if you listening, haven't yeah. read it yet, but um, there was one part where you were getting back with him, whether it's the book or the, you know, characters, I know it's loosely based off of it, but I just, I'm imagining you when I'm reading the book, honestly. <laughs> so when um, Sloan is getting back with Ethan in the book, and um she's talking to her friend Jordan and her friend's like Sloan what are you doing girl like I thought we were we went over this and you said you weren't going to get back with him like reading back since this is based off of your a real life situation that you went through and when you were writing that did you feel like almost like you wanted to shake yourself and be like girl what were you doing yeah definitely I think about my friends all the time and how they put up with phone call after phone call for five years. Literally, yeah. same, same cycle. I have like a friend now who is going through it and she went through it for a year. And like, I was only present for a few months of that. And I mean, I was like, holy crap, how are you guys? How did you guys deal with this for five years? I can't even deal with it just through texts. And I would call them crying. And so, yeah, I mean, um, two of the characters, Lauren and um, Graham, so Lauren is Sloan's best girlfriend mm-hmm. and then Graham is the best guy friend, I would say, and they, yeah. their neighbor, but also Ethan's best friend. They're um, inspired by two of like my best friends okay. in real life okay. and their advice that they give and, and um, spoiler alert for the new version. Um, one of the biggest edits is like the depth of the conversations and just instead of like jumping really quickly. Um, so you see a lot more of Graham in the okay. re-release that will come out in June. I, I don't know if I that gets confusing, but we're re-releasing the book through a publisher. It comes out June 18th. But so that's one of my favorite parts. But a lot of the things that they said in the book, like were said to me in real life. So reading it back, I'm like, "Hmm, yeah, great (laughs) advice. But why didn't I take it? (laughs) 
I feel like it's me. Like, I never take anyone's advice. And I feel like that's how I learned the hard way. But it's just like, I mean, you've told me so many times. Yeah, because I'm like, we've been best friends for like almost a decade now at yeah. this point. And so I feel like we're like older and like little sister in a sense. Mm-hmm. And there's been so many times where she's like, don't reply. Like, don't let him back in. And I do it anyways. And she's like, I thought you blocked him. And I was like, <laughs> I was going to say, there's so many times I'm like, why are you getting his text? Yeah. That's she- weird. Yeah. I'm like. But it's just interesting, like hearing your guys' perspective because Mm -hmm. I've married and I'm with my high school sweetheart. So I've been with him for nine years. So obviously I have a completely different perspective on like, you know, relationships, but I've seen with my friends and you included just Mm -hmm. how draining situationships can be. So I don't know. It's been interesting just hearing like, you know, the different perspectives of things. Yeah. Did it make you? So I think part of the reason that I wrote the book too was to open up people's eyes who haven't been in a situationship. I wanted them to see what it was like from my point of view or whoever was in this situationship and how like there's so many times where you want to be the one that ends things and you try to have that conversation. Like I need a label, I need a title or like I'm out. And then they're like, no, wait, I don't want you to leave. Like did that, did it open your eyes at all and make you understand it a little better or- Yes. And I will say too, just because I've been with my now husband for so long, like doesn't mean we didn't have any issues. You know, we obviously me and him have broken up before because we were so young. So it's like relatable in that sense where I'm like, was he my situationship? No, he was my, my longtime partner and boyfriend. But at the same time, I'm like, I get it because even though we weren't off and on in a sense, like we would still fight, we would not talk for like a day or two because I was like, 17 year olds old or 19 years old like I was Mm -hmm. a child so a lot of the things are similar except for the fact that we were boyfriend and girlfriend the entire time so I can relate to it in that sense so I feel like my situation might be a little bit different since I've been with him since I was 16 (laughs) but yeah it is interesting reading it from my perspective now that I'm you know, we're in a mature and like happy, healthy relationship and everything's calm because I read it. And again, sometimes when I think about myself and like things that me and him used to fight about, I'm like, why did you do that? <laughs> and it's just You're so, like, I'm like, I was so at the time I was a baby. So I would let things slide that I necessarily wouldn't let slide now or vice versa. Like I wasn't perfect when I was 19, 20. So it's, yeah, it is kind of like the thing, the situations itself are kind of relatable in that sense, like the feelings that come along with it. Yeah. And I think that also goes back to the point where like situationships and relationships, like they are similar. There's just Mm -hmm. a a lot of it is lacking title and, and commitment. Yes, I know. When we were looking into like, okay, Urban Dictionary define a situationship, <laughs> it was saying basically it's a relationship without the labels and mm-hmm. there's like that fear of commitment going on, which in the book, it mostly felt like it was from Ethan's side, just saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> so true. I agree. <laughs> I'm like, not to put any yeah. blame on somebody, but I'm getting Ethan vibes. Yeah. <laughs> It's always the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always going to blame the man. Yeah. I'm like, mm, problematic. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Ethan, which we were both curious about because we were talking about it last night, mm-hmm. is what was it like writing a guy's perspective? Because that's so love- different. Like that, yeah. that must have been really hard. Yeah. So I love this question. Um, the first draft that I had didn't even have chapters in his point of view mm-hmm. in it. And so that was the one I finished in December and I like print out my drafts and then I go through them with like a pen because it feels 
easier than like, you know, reading on a computer. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the book is like lacking something. But of course, like I was so left in the dark. Like I knew that he had commitment issues and family trauma and all these things, which by the way, in real life were so much different than the book stuff. I would never like, you know, air his dirty laundry, Mm -hmm. but yeah. So I, I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to portray his character because I didn't even know why he was doing some of the things I had to kind of make it up. And, um, I have this funny TikTok where it's like me getting in the character as like a frat guy. And I have like a backwards hat on and I crack open (laughs) and make ultra. I mean, a lot of it was like, I had to drink some wine during it and like really get in the zone. And I just threw some like cuss words, but it was definitely eye opening because like, I don't know if that's how he feels. And I, I might never know, you know, like the story is really still told through Sloan's point of view, but there were some things where like, God, I can't believe he's like telling her what she wants to hear, even though he knows he'll never give it to her kind of. Mm-hmm. And I, and I purposely told scenes through both of their points of view. So it might've seemed repetitive. And some people did complain about that, but I wanted people to see how differently they both took one interaction. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And his <laughs> really? character lacks depth, definitely, yeah. because it's like he doesn't want to get deep because that's when he knows he has to get serious. And it's like, mm-hmm. let's just keep this really surface level because then I don't have to face my demons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know. And so like with my husband, like back then, it's so funny because like that's how at the time I remember being like, what is going on? <laughs> like, huh? And now it it comes with age too and just being in a mature relationship for so long. But like the 180 that he's done is just so funny because when I was reading the book, it just brought me back to that time. And I was like, okay, so I'm not the only one. Yes. <laughs> Even though we're married and we're good now, you know, it wasn't always like that. So at the time, like it's just, it's coming. It was, it was bringing me back to when I was 19 mm-hmm. <laughs> and dating him. <laughs> I wanted to ask, I hope I can ask this. But does he know about this book? Yeah, yes. That's awkward. (laughs) So when I um, first decided to write it, I actually went through like a friendship breakup with some of my high school friends because, and we've now since like kind of mended, but we're like far away friends. Like, you know, we'll reply to each other's Instagram stories. So no hard feelings there. But they were like, hey, like posting this stuff on TikTok is like getting a little weird. Like, you know, like, are you really going to write a book about it? And I do think people questioned it a little bit at first because I had like no followers and I would just, which is fine. Um, But I just like sat at my counter and would like sip my glass of wine and, you know, put some sad music and like some relatable text. And then once it started to kind of take off a little bit, that's when people were like, oh, okay, it's not weird. It's like relatable. Mm -hmm. But again, like none of my friends are like me. Like I'm very emotional and like I'll play into that. Um, So anyway, I was so scared that they were going to reach out to him and tell him and I wanted to be the first one to tell him. Um, so I texted him and just was like, I'm writing this book and it's not about you. It's fictional, whatever. And then, um, when I posted about it for the first time, he texted me saying like, congrats, like, I'm really proud of you. And then, um, we had some like arguments because of TikToks that I made and people were sending them to him. And then we had the wedding and then he texted me, congratulating me when the book came out. I think my biggest regret, I'll never regret the relationship or how long it lasted. I, I regret losing myself. And I felt mm-hmm. like I could figure myself out until I figured out our relationship. So mm-hmm. it really sucks that that didn't happen until I was 26, but that's just the way life is, you know, and I got this great book out of it and a whole new life. So it's just, yeah, he definitely knows and he's been supportive for the most part, but I'm sure it can't be easy for him. So I wonder if he's read it. No, I asked him. 
and oh, okay. I, he's, not a, he's, he's not a reader and also he's like an avoidantly attached or like avoidant attachment and so my therapist mm-hmm. is like I'll never read it and I'm like cool yeah also I can't see spending, yeah I can't see him spending $15 on it so <laughs> please oh That's my so gosh <laughs> I wonder if he would read like the the preview on Goodreads or like yeah. Amazon books <laughs> yeah well that's what I was wondering and I'm like you can't tell me if someone wrote a book about you like I know we're girls yeah. so it's a little different we would definitely read it but you you're not even gonna like read the back of the book yeah, yeah. he knew yeah. what his character's name was mm-hmm. and this is something I've never told anyone but Ethan Brady um I picked that last name because he was a Patriots fan and like loves Tom Brady so, I love that. Little Easter it was eggs. so funny last night when we were like talking about this and just preparing. I was like, "Do you think the real guy's initials are EB?" <laughs> oh no, I wanted I wanted to name him something else, and I told my mom about it. She was like, "You can't do that." It's like it was like, was it too close? Yeah, it was yeah. like so close, and I was like, "All right, you're right." <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny because we were like, "I would use the same initial." Yeah, just I would make it so <laughs> obvious. I'm like, this is about you. So you <laughs> yeah, like you it. need to know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so uh, funny. We were talking about that. We were saying that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so interesting though that he wouldn't want to read it. But I guess that does come from him being having that avoid mm-hmm. avoidant attachment style though. Because I feel like even if it wasn't totally based on me, but I knew like I had some sort of play in somebody yeah. writing a book. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm self-aware, but I would be like, oh, I want to know how it <laughs> yeah. was like portrayed. Yeah. And I, I knew I came out somehow. Him. Yeah. Like I, and I tried really hard not to portray him in this bad light. Like Sloan yes. always mm-hmm. so highly of him, like even up until the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. sometimes I kind of wish he did read it because I'm sure <laughs> that his friends, girlfriends have read it and given him the spark notes and like whatever mm-hmm. it is. So I don't doubt he's like heard something about it, but yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know his thoughts. I'm like, let's Same. bring him on. <laughs> yeah, we can like, give you one as guest. <laughs> <laughs> Next guest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I liked hilarious. what you were saying earlier too about losing yourself in the situationship too, because there was a part that I wish I could remember word for word the line that you wrote, but um, was it your birthday dinner? It was some dinner. Oh yes. When you guys, or sorry, not you guys. I keep, sorry. I keep saying you, but in the book, in the book, sorry. So Sloan and Ethan, um, they went to Outback and they got a (laughs) bottle of wine, but, but hold on. But you wrote, he ordered a bottle of like like, Pinot Noir. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I liked Pab. Yeah. And I was like, Mm -hmm. it it was funny because when I read that, I was like, well, shouldn't you get the one that you want? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. That was definitely a, um, a trend in like the relationship too. Mm-hmm. It's like, maybe he wasn't even paying attention. So he didn't know what was Sloan's favorite, or maybe he Ooh. just picked his favorite because he didn't care what Sloan's yeah. favorite was. That's a hot take. That is. And that's something I'll also never know in real life. <laughs> yeah. too, so. I was just thinking more so in the sense that like, as women, we tend to just be more submissive in mm-hmm. relationships and you are willing to do anything, even if it's giving up like a certain flavor of like a, pe- a cake that you like or ice cream that you like for the sake of sharing with your partner and like whatever he wants is fine. So when I had read that, that was like the energy I was getting was that it was more just yeah. being submissive. Yeah, that's, I mean, definitely two sides to it too. Yeah. I didn't even like that. Oh, I know. I was like, that's a good point. That you thought of it that way. <laughs> oh, you saw it the other way too? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Huh. I don't Maybe- know. Maybe because you're 
married. Maybe it's because I'm in a relationship. Differently. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's really interesting hearing like your guys' perspective yeah. of certain parts of the book compared to mine. Yeah. We definitely see things way differently. Yeah. But interesting. I wonder what that has to do with anything. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah. Hmm. I'm like, hmm, where's my therapist? <laughs> Let's bring Please. her on. <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be iconic, honestly. <laughs> I'm like, let's dissect. Yes. <laughs> okay. This is something I was thinking about when I first read the book is I feel like Sloan always knew her career path or like that she wanted to be a writer and kind of, you know, move to the city which she does and I was wondering if you always knew that your life would take you down like the writing path I feel like obviously it's not for everyone you have to really like commit to it and I feel like you just adapt a lot of skills throughout like the whole process and so I guess I was kind of wondering what your background was like career-wise and if I guess you would write other books even if they weren't based off your own life yeah um good question so Sloan is is sort of like me like it's like the way that I structured her life is kind of what I wish would happen. Take out the relationship, obviously. Yeah. Um, but like, so I went to school, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I went to uh, college here. And before I graduated in 2018, so I was like in school 2014, 2018. Mm-hmm. And there was this, um, like her campus and the Odyssey oh. and people would write these articles. Yeah. And so I did that. And I remember like doing research and this was before like even Instagram had like Instagram stories, like you could play on your phone, but there wasn't like, you weren't constantly scrolling. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. then you'd get to the end of the Instagram feed and it'd be like, you're all caught up. And then you're yeah. like, okay, like, <laughs> what do I do? So I definitely spent more time writing. Now I find myself like just scrolling like endlessly, mm-hmm. but um, so I would write like short form articles and I, wanted to write, but like, it's so hard to start a career in writing. And when I graduated, I just got a job in like social media. And um, so I've been doing that. So I'll do again, like short form, like writing and copywriting, but Mm -hmm. I never really thought about writing as a full-time career. I think it's one of those things where you look at Carrie Bradshaw or like, Mm -hmm. you know, and you like, aspire to be her but like it's not it doesn't seem like an actual career and Mm -hmm. actually in 2015 I so the article Sloan writes this article that goes viral in the book and it's like an open letter to the guy I never dated and pre this situationship I had like another one in high school that was like you know less serious and I wrote an article about it and that was the title and it did in real life go viral so I used that like my real life so that's something else that we like work on a little bit in like this re-release of the book Mm -hmm. um we talk more about her career and just her like aspirations but I never really thought I would write a book I I always kind of wanted to but I didn't really think about it until now yeah so it just, it was definitely kind of random, but I, I've always loved to write. I just never considered it to be like a full-time career. I feel like it came very natural to you then because that book was amazing. Yeah. Like the the writing itself was amazing because I read a lot of um that genre and just like, you know, shorter books, literally like that same exact genre, like the cutesy, feel good, girly romance novels. Mm-hmm. And I like to read under 300 pages because <laughs> I get through them quickly. Yeah. But um, it was, yeah, it, it didn't feel like this was your debut novel. Didn't feel like this was a brand new author or anything. It felt like just another one of my regular books. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like, again, it wasn't like I just woke up and was like, oh, I want to write a book. Like, <laughs> yeah. It was, I was after, and I've, I think I've said this like a few times um, and maybe I should have led with this, but 
I um, was supposed to go on this 4th of July trip and like we had broken up in June and it was a couple's trip. And so I decided, well, I'm not going to go on that now because I'm not a couple, you know, Mm -hmm. and I went and to the beach by myself and brought all these books and kept reading book after book. And that's when I was like, okay, I love a good romance novel, but like I wanted something that didn't end with them together because I just knew that wasn't going to happen for me. And I wasn't at a place where I could think of like, insert new character here like I was still thinking about my ex Mm. and I didn't want to imagine us together I wanted something that spoiler alert ended with them not together Mm -hmm. and so that's where I was like let me just try to write a book and just I don't know the one thing about me is like I have an idea and then I just try and if it fails then it fails I love that I know like I needed to hear that yeah (laughs) because we get so in our head like ourselves that we were just talking about this yesterday too. It's like, we just need to do things for fun. If it doesn't work out, like, oh, well, like there's always something else to do. Yeah. The episode that's going live before this one is Mm -hmm. all about hobbies and how I feel like with this age being in your like mid to late twenties, or honestly, just as soon as you graduate college, you're kind of hit with that reality check that you're like, oh, I have all this time and my life shouldn't be devoted to work. And so you just do things just for fun. So I'm like, maybe we'll be a novelist one day. Well, so that's really funny too, because I feel like a lot of reasons why college relationships don't work out like post-grad sometimes is because in college, and this relates to Sloan and Ethan in a way, it's like you lose yourself in a relationship sometimes no matter what, but imagine being in college, like you maybe are in a sorority, you have to keep up with your classes, with your social life, you have to have a job probably to put yourself through that, like extracurriculars, and then you get out of college and yeah, you work nine to five, but like you have all this time and you're like, who am I? The Mm -hmm. things you used to like do in high school and middle school, you don't do them anymore and so it's like finding those things and a lot of times you did devote a lot to your school and yourself and your partner and maybe you didn't devote it in yourself in other ways I think that was one of the things I really liked about this book too is that it didn't end all cutesy like a lot of the mm-hmm. other typical romance books will and the part where Lauren just broke up with Graham even though they were great but she was like I'm going to New York see ya like I have I have a life <laughs> yeah. like I have things to do I was like you never see that in no. and like in movies mm-hmm. whatever it's always just like no I'll come for you like we'll do long distance you know we'll make it work but I was like oh that's a hot take yeah I liked it it yeah. felt very yeah. like powerful in a sense because I think especially with like you know Disney movies it's Mm -hmm. like always the girl getting saved by the guy and I feel like maybe this new generation or like I don't know I guess we're am I Gen Z you're like on the cusp we're on the cusp we're on the cusp yeah whatever we're generation (laughs) we're in I feel like one we don't like take I guess like anyone's like bullshit quote-unquote like career-wise relationship-wise and so I think especially with this new like generation of people and like people around our age it's like if it's not serving us like we'll leave Mm -hmm. and like find something better yeah and so I really liked that about the book too because it just felt like empowering overall for it to not end with them Mm -hmm. together and I mean like you said I feel like we don't see that a lot no so I feel like this is something more relatable because Mm -hmm. with all these other books and movies that we see I feel like okay I'm gonna say something about myself just as an example like I taught myself a lot about just being an adult based off of movies and um books and things right um just because I don't have like a great relationship with my parents in that sense so Mm -hmm. a lot of these things about adulthood I taught myself and this isn't something that's like shown very often 
And so I feel like a lot of women that wouldn't even be an option for them. So I don't know, this was interesting. It was like a different, a different approach to relationships that's not typically seen. So I like that because this book, like we said, it is a love letter to women. So it, I don't know, it just almost feels like it gives them, if anybody's going through something like that, it gives them like another option that maybe they hadn't considered before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just going to say it's another option because it's something you don't see. Like you think yeah, that life yeah. is supposed to follow this path, especially in the South. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people get, get married or get engaged right out of college. And you know, there are some people that don't haven't even had a boyfriend sometimes yeah. post-grad. So it's definitely like, I, I want to always write stories like that. And I think that's, I want to write the unrelatable love stories. Yeah. But relatable at the same time. Well, yeah. Unconventional, <laughs> but there we go. Yes. Yeah. not unrelatable. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the content that was going viral for you. So, cause it's just the things that people don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually yeah. drafting, um, like an idea for book two. Like I have to present my like plot kind of, Um, and so we're working on that right now and I'm like, it just kind of is getting finalized and I'm getting really excited because again, like my first book was so based on something I'd went through and this book is also in a way, but I just wanted to make sure I didn't feel repetitive, but Mm -hmm. I wanted to still speak to people in a way that was like, Hey, you're not alone just because it's not the classic boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, girl falls in love with boy, the end. Yeah. That's why we started our podcast too, is because there's just like a lot of things that people don't talk about that. Like me and her, we say Mm -hmm. this all the time. When we first became friends, we immediately just became best friends because we just started like trauma dumping immediately. (laughs) But like, that's how we bonded. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got so close right off the bat. And so we were like, we're obviously not the only people in the world going through this. And we see now I think especially on TikTok people are our age are starting to open up more and talk Mm -hmm. about these unconventional things and of course like the older generations hating on us and saying that you know we're wimps and we're sensitive and Mm -hmm. blah 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 (laughs) but I just think before it just wasn't something that people talked about and I'm not totally sure why I don't know if it was like a pride thing or whatever it is but that's what I love about this generation is that we're like no we're gonna talk about this because yeah that's not okay mm-hmm. like that that's not acceptable no so I like this generation me too I <laughs> we love were born it in so the right time. yeah that's for sure <laughs> okay so I don't know if you got a chance to look at our little poll that we did we got so many responses I was so yeah, proud you did. <laughs> yeah we got a lot I had to close I it <laughs> yeah. I think that I mean I don't know what it is sometimes like just the word situationship like yeah. everyone's had one I just there's something about that word that people see it and they're like oh my god me no yeah they're like, what do you need, girl? No, literally. <laughs> maybe it's the fact that like people don't get so much closer from a situation shift. So they're like, it still gets them all riled up. Mm-hmm. So they're like, so true. <laughs> they're like, I'll tell away. you anything you want to know. Yeah. <laughs> You're oh like, I need to let this out. <laughs> Honestly, same. I don't know if I think I've told you about this podcast. If have you listened to Pretty Basic? On- yes. Okay. They had a situation ship episode. Mm-hmm. And I remember on Instagram, I think. They're like, oh, we need like your input. I was like typing away like a whole book, like in response. <laughs> My had, thumbs are hurting. They had like mentioned like a little part of mine on the episode. And I was like, I made it. And I was like, I know which one's mine. Oh my God, that's like, so funny. Guys. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you listening, in case you didn't see our Instagram story, we posted a poll mm-hmm. to, or like a Google, survey, yeah. Google form survey thing. 
to fill out um, about situationships if you've been through one and just like the deets behind your situationship. And the purpose of it was to show you that you're not alone and how many other girls, like I, over 30 people mm-hmm. um, had wrote in before we cut it out, which is so annoying because how many times do we ask people to comment in and nothing? And we then get like three responses. Yeah. <laughs> and then this time it's about situationships and they're like, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> I actually meant to tell you this today. Um, I had posted this forum in like a few Facebook groups that I'm in that's just like for the girls basically and someone commented this morning and she was like hey like I messaged you like the forum's closed and I was like oh she's like like, I want to help I was like um queen if I left it open it would have had like over 50 probably I was like I we're shutting this down yeah you want to go through some of them yes okay I took screenshots (laughs) all of the results, which I thought were interesting. So mm-hmm. the first question was, have you been in a situationship before? 89.3% said yes. And then 10.7% said no, which is very little. <laughs> I, That's I actually kind of shocking. Yeah, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it. And then the next question was, are you currently in a situationship? 32.1% said yes. And then 67.9% said no. You know, good for them. Good ones. Yeah, I know. I'm like good for them. <laughs> um, a good thing to ask would have been age. I would love oh. to know. Well, okay. Good point. Yeah, we'll get to this in a second. But that oh. that one um, response that I showed you yesterday, I don't remember. It was someone mentioned like I think why aren't there more men older than sixty? And I was like, oh, oh. I didn't realize we were <laughs> looking for sugar daddies here. I was like, um, that's, oh my God. that's not the point of this, but I guess you do. Pop off, girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, the next question was, how long was your last situationship? This one shook me to my core. 10 years on and off. A whole decade. Oh, my God. Who put 10 years? I have no idea, but it was three oh. point- seven one percent so i'm assuming one person probably one person yeah but i didn't i was scrolling nine years on and off six yes. years currently she needs to leave if you're listening to this yeah <laughs> get out <laughs> save yourself no, i was like oh i thought like our four and five years were like bad and then i read this and i was like um i can't imagine double that. 10 years is wild no 10 Hopefully that's they- brave dated other people and it's like during the off points yeah. then maybe they rekindle and she thinks that something mm-hmm. but like during mine like I really wasn't with other people and if I was it was like a one-time thing and then I blocked them yeah so. <laughs> yeah that was wild yeah um the next question is do you still think about them 40.7 percent said yes um, 25.9% said no. And then 33.3% said sometimes hmm. I'm a yes. I hate to admit it. <laughs> it's it's still like, bothering me. Yeah. I married mine. Unfortunately. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, just because this is my job now, I think about it probably daily. So yeah, yeah. See, that's so true. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this next question was like a fill in the blank. It's my last situation ship made me feel blank about myself so some of the responses were self-conscious uh mm-hmm. empowered okay good for you because that's not how I felt <laughs> yeah okay. a lot of these responses broke my heart yeah like bad confused yeah um made me feel less insecure yeah, yeah. insecure I feel like is a big one yeah with situationships just in general and uh, I hate that like you have to kind of go through one to be like 
okay, I'm not putting up with this anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a confident person now, but I think during that time you're just so vulnerable and like trying to open up to them or trying to get them to like you back that I feel like every little thing that like the other person does to you is like, now I don't feel as worthy. Okay. So then I have a question for both of you, knowing what you know now about your past situationships like what is your boundary moving forward because there's a fine line between like you know you're dating and getting to know somebody Mm -hmm. and so like at what point are you like forget it you're not going to take me seriously mine is probably three months but I would say that's max like I really think like you kind of know like I've been finally dating thank the lord because (laughs) (laughs) I know but like I have been like going on to three dates and then I'm like I don't like them so I haven't gotten to that point yet so I haven't liked anyone else Mm -hmm. and I worry that if I do I will get attached and then I'll be like well it's only been three months it'll only be four months but I have like a hard three-month rule I'm I'm hoping I'll stick to it I'll let you know but (laughs) yeah yeah, three months but I really do think that they should know like before the three-month rule like it's like you know like why Mm -hmm. would you keep going on dates with someone for three months if you didn't like them yeah what about you I would say three months if I could bring myself to go on dating see that that's my issue so oh like, my I god just, I'm like this... do you want to talk about that actually <laughs> I'm like my last situationship literally messed me up so bad yeah. where it's like I just don't feel comfortable like going on dates I literally told my therapist this I'm like I just assume it's gonna go bad like how the situationship was so I don't even like bother mm. and I'm like I need to fix that tell him what we okay. did so <laughs> tell it to the class <laughs> Like the most recent? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So my issue, <laughs> which you know, you can know now, and I guess everyone listening to this <laughs> is I say a guy asked me on a date, right? Okay, cool. I instantly go, why? Like, I'm thinking, why do you care? Why do you like me? <laughs> and then what gets worse, because then there is I'll say, yeah, like I'll go on a date, agree to the date, cancel the day before. This is so bad. I can't believe I'm saying this. She freaks out. Yeah. I will (laughs) literally go into like a spiral, like panic attack. And Mm -hmm. my therapist is like, okay, like you're valid for like kind of spiraling, I guess, Mm -hmm. in the sense of like, I mean, I'm already an anxious person, like as is. And she's like, you need to stop. Maybe like stop committing. (laughs) But something I'm currently trying to work on and so now after I like quote unquote mess things up with like guys who ask me on a date I just like feel bad and then I'm like okay back to square one it's just and a bad cycle yeah. and she's like a few weeks ago she was like I will literally drive and like sit there in the parking lot sit in and the like car. drop you off if you're comfortable with that <laughs> yeah I'm like whatever makes you feel yeah. comfortable like if you need to get out of there I will be yes. outside like I will sit on my phone until you're done like if you want me to leave I'll leave if you want me to like you know dress up like a spy and sit, sit. two tables away from you and like <laughs> keep tabs I'll do it but it's just like that initial step that's mm-hmm. obviously the scariest part but again I don't know what it's like to date as an adult so I, that's I have great, no like best friend. Yeah, yeah no that's like great best friend energy Thanks. um I think I think you just won't know until you're ready like I was the same way and I mean we ended things like a year and a half ago and I just went on my first date in December okay so okay it it's okay if it takes you a while like yeah before that I was just like meeting guys at bars and like mm. that was never ending well so okay me. yeah I was like mm-hmm. I was like I didn't want to say it, yeah <laughs> me like at the club I'm like I don't think I'm gonna find my husband like at the club <laughs> that's what I said I was like stop going to bars yes <laughs> you're not gonna find him <laughs> I'm like yeah. I need to go to like Lowe's <laughs> like on a Sunday morning. 
like Home Depot. Look confused in the plywood section. <laughs> Maybe I'll go be like those little golf cart girlies. Yeah. <laughs> just like drive around. <laughs> I'm like, I just, the club's not it. No. <laughs> no. Oh and also gosh. a lot of like, I don't know, college people go out here in yeah. San Diego specifically. So mm. it's, it's rough out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I'm just, rooting for you though. Yeah. I just feel like it's <laughs> a bunch too. of like SDSU people because it's such a big school. Yeah. And I'm just Seriously. like, okay, I, I've been out of college for a few years. No, now. it's genuinely a lot of frat boys here. So yeah. Slim pick. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I need to travel somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say you, this just like popped in my head. Um, when you said you're from North Carolina, right? Not South. Okay. Yeah. I had a layover there. Like, I think last July, I saw the cutest men there, like at the airport. No, and no. She's like, away. she's like, don't come here. Maybe we should do like the holiday and like switch oh like oh, lives for a week and see, like, you can see what it's like here because yes. you don't want to see my hinge. It's horrible. Oh, that's how I feel about my hinge. I'm like, we're just both struggling out here. I've seen uh, one of my neighbors. She's. 32 I think and she showed me her bumble and there was this guy she has her age like the cutoff is 40 I think mm-hmm. and there was a guy who was clearly over 65 uh. but his age <laughs> his age said like 39 I was like I was I like I'm so you. sorry I'm like I'm never gonna judge you for not having a boyfriend or anything because it's hard I see it yeah. oh my gosh seriously I just keep getting short kings and I'm like uh, we have big hearts no, cause the the rude ones. I started calling Tinkerbell in the club because like, so. I'm gonna use that. Like, granted, I'm only five one, so like I'm short myself. But like, that's so funny. I don't need him like kind of being the same height as me, no, like with like four inch heels. Yeah, I'm five three, and like if yeah. I meet you and then we're like basically the same mm-hmm. height, I'm just no, no, immediately no. I'm like ick, instant. Ick. Yeah. <laughs> oh my mm-hmm. gosh. My husband's six feet. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. Like not to show off. Yeah. Or anything, I'm like, I'm but... striving for that. <laughs> my married and tall. Perfect. Six one. Yeah. So was mine. Oh my God. Oh. Same situation ship. No, I'm kidding. Oh my, oh my God. I would scream. You're like, what's his name? He went to school over there in that area. Really? Not North Carolina. Mm. Wait. Oh. It's like, you guys should talk after this. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like texting you. Well, <sighs> by the way, North Carolina is so freaking cute. I'm dying to like go there and then Charleston. Well, if you guys ever want to come visit, I <laughs> might take you up on that. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't even know if we did we cover like our own situationships. I'm married. You so. kind of like did in a way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We got the gist of yours. Yeah. Well, my, mine viewed my LinkedIn a few weeks ago. Yeah. Whoa. And I blocked him <laughs> on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Is this your way of stalking me?" And I'm kind of upset with myself because I didn't block his actual phone number. So I'm like scared for my life. I'm going to get a, hey, Alexis. How long would he wait in between to like reach out to you again? I mean, the longest was a year because I think it was like the start of 2019 and it literally just ended June 2023. <laughs> so when your book like came out. Oh and- uh, you didn't tell me that. <laughs> yeah, because remember I sent him that long text. <laughs> like, oh my God. I finally like put my foot down because Oh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. Something like right. he did that was like super toxic is he, uh, before I blocked him, obviously on Instagram. I'm like, I hope he hears this. Yeah. I'm like, hope you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, He would 
follow me on Instagram for a few months and then randomly unfollow me, then refollow me. And it was just like the cycle. Oh my God. The constant unfollow follow. And then Mm -hmm. basically how I completely ended it, like long story short is we were supposed to go to a baseball game and that's something I enjoy and that he enjoys too. So I was like, oh, it's a good like, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. And I... (laughs) I remember this day so vividly. I was getting my hair done. So I was at the hair salon. I remember. I remember. At the time I wasn't living in San Diego. And so I had driven down in the morning, like super early. And the night before, and just like the whole drive, I was like, something in my gut's telling me to like not go on this date. Like I just shouldn't do it. And so the whole time I was at the hair salon, I was texting him. And I think one of my other friends and I like came up with the I guess idea conclusion of like why don't you ride with us to the game just meet him there so you don't have to like drive with him or anything mm-hmm. I was like okay that's smart and so I like told him that I was like oh like I'm still stuck at the hair salon like quote unquote I'll just meet you there and then from literally after I said that he was like oh well I'm just gonna eat at home then like I'm just gonna buy my own drinks before going into the game so like literally not taking me into consideration of like you're going on a date with someone like I think a man should always pay for the first date. I I know that's like a hot take with some people but I agree yeah no I agree too like because if you're going on multiple dates like then you can figure it out but like the first day if they asked you yeah and so Mm -hmm. it was just like oh well I'm gonna do this I'm gonna drive home after this like blah 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 like just acting as if okay, just go by yourself then. Yeah. I was going to say it's almost like, well, I'll just run into you there basically. Yeah. Like I'm we're like, doing our two different things. I'm like, okay. And so basically yeah. I was like so mad. I had sent him like this long text of like, I'm so basically sick of this back and forth. Like you've put me through so much like through the past four years. And then he has given me this response like multiple times before, like, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship, mm. blah, blah, blah. And yawn he ended his text but we could still go to the game with our friend group i didn't reply Blah. ew yeah i was immediately like, immediately goodbye oh and my gosh every time i like i don't know i show a picture to friends they're like really like that's... that was my first yeah. reaction i was <laughs> like seriously this guy it's like not even to be mean but they're like really over him and i'm I like know. i was like don't remind me you don't get it you yeah. don't get it no yeah so that sums up mine and I hope he never comes back so I will let yeah him, like, I agree I will if scream. he does come back you should try to block his number before he has the chance to text you yeah I'm like trying to remember like the first three so I can at least go through my block list on my phone and see if it's right there Such <laughs> oh because you deleted yeah. his number yeah because I never nice. saved it because I was like he doesn't deserve a save so true <laughs> unless he's proven so otherwise at least you have his LinkedIn profile <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was hiring I was like wow should I go work <laughs> the oh switch my of my career become his boss wasn't it like a family company yeah. I was like I'll stick to my uh, marketing agency yeah, yeah. oh my gosh he's like you popped up on like the people I should hire I sorry like, Bye. <laughs> oh my god oh my That's gosh so-, so what do you guys think do you guys think you should buy or should the girlies buy their situationships a valentine's day gift no no yeah same. no label no gift i don't even yeah. not even a card not even a bottle of wine don't actually don't even hang out with your situationship on valentine's Ooh. day and yeah. i used to do this i remember we would hang out and one year i was like oh are we hanging out tonight and he was like probably not or something and i was like okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna watch a movie and put my phone in the other room and then he showed up at my apartment 
like two hours later. And I'm like, GTFO, you said you weren't coming yeah. over, but the moment I was like unavailable, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, no gifts and no, do not hang out with him. No gifts and no sex. Am I allowed to say that on here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, we've, <laughs> I think so. We've cussed. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I don't block that out, which actually I think there was a certain amount of people. Oh yeah. Okay. 8% for both yes and maybe that people are considering no. their situationships a gift how much 8.7 percent for yes and maybe and how much was no like 82.6 so the majority yeah the majority no that's yeah. good save your money and buy yourself something i agree if they're not giving you a label like you kind of look stupid in a way for thinking that you guys are going to spend like my biggest piece of advice is like think the text that you're about to send him think about him screenshotting it and sending it in his oh. voice chat. like oh God, that's <laughs> so humbling no, like but- if you're gonna be like happy valentine's day like what are we doing tonight uh, think of him screenshotting that and being like uh this like can't believe she thinks i'm hanging out with her tonight like uh, maybe i'll go over there just to you know yeah get some sleep with her. <laughs> yeah get some like oh god just oh. Make sure that- oh my gosh that like great that makes you think like especially for like yeah. I guess myself I'm like oh god like I can't even imagine some of the texts I've sent where I'm like can I delete it. them don't think, yeah. don't think about it but from no. from now on from now like, on from this relationship moving forward then you can think about it yeah uh, oh that's such god. a good point though that's so cringy it is <laughs> that'll really that'll stop you that'll yeah, do it that'll do it oh my gosh uh I feel so funny because like hearing you guys talk about this I'm like <laughs> you're like, like I don't have to go through this I'm like I'm gonna make my husband dinner tonight yeah. I'm gonna like <laughs> be like what do you want I'll do anything for you don't leave me it's rough out there no because you've always said you're like I couldn't date no like, in this day and age I can't I feel so blessed that I locked in such a good man because <laughs> I hear other people's stories and I'm like I'm so sorry like I wish I had somebody for you for yes. you too because I'm like I'm a rare case honestly you are <laughs> normalize people setting you up with people like yes. I want a girl to just slide into my Instagram DMs and be like oh my god I have this guy that I think you'd really hit it off with mm-hmm. can someone do that for me whoever's yeah, listening because like that would be helpful <laughs> I saw I somebody- like to do long distance yeah <laughs> I saw somebody had an idea. I don't think it exists. I think it was just a girl on TikTok who had an idea to make a dating app, but it was like girls are nominating the oh. guy so they can vouch for him being a good guy. I That's was like, we that, need. that needs to become a thing like because you can endorse them. Yeah. And it's <laughs> mm-hmm. like a safe space. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And also it'd Love be nice if idea. it was like girls only on the app so mm-hmm. that they'll be like, oh, you know, this is the like this is the guy that I know so you talk through the girl so it's not you getting played or something you know and she'll be like yeah you guys sound like a good match and then from there so it's a little bit safer yeah I like that idea Mm -hmm. I'm like someone get on that (laughs) (laughs) whoever's listening (laughs) like somebody get on it (laughs) we're trying to find somebody for you too (laughs) stat (laughs) it's so hard too. like I think about I mean I feel like you and I maybe have somewhat of a similar taste in guys, but like what? Me and you? I feel like mine's evolved. Oh, please. <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> My point being Absolutely is like <laughs> it's hard when like your close group of friends like have such different tastes. Oh. Like I feel like, especially I guess like Candace, for example. My friend Candace, she has really different tastes in men compared to myself. 
And so it's like, if she sees cute guys, I'm like, uh, like, no, you know what? Maybe <laughs> you think that our taste is similar, but I think it's because I knew how to start picking out guys for you. True. I learned what your taste was because we do have different tastes. Cause there's a lot of like celebrity guys. I'll be like, Oh my God, he's so cute. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, you can have him. Yes. And vice versa. Honestly, but that's the best way to be like my best friend and I have totally different tastes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like better. The last thing you want is to be fighting over a guy. I don't know if you're watching the <laughs> season of the bachelor. With oh, the sisters. Not yet. oh my God. Okay. I won't spoil anything, <laughs> but just know there's sisters on there. And I'm like, how are you guys? how's that gonna work that's that's gonna cause family drama yeah for years. i'm like that's nope. i don't know why casting did that to begin with but for the drama reviews for the but... plot totally for drama i was like i would never forget <laughs> are you kidding me absolutely not they showed previews of like two girls in hot dog costumes for like next week's oh. episode like fighting and i was like i would like rumble and tumble if i had a sister to like get the man <laughs> that's so funny yeah like I would totally like fight so, like, <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> so you're like it's a game you know like it's just business out here oh my god I so would too <laughs> do you have any plans for Valentine's Day like yourself um nope zero plans right now probably what you probably what it usually looks like maybe I'll like order something and drink some wine and might watch a, a movie or something. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, like, do you think you also, like, are you going to use Valentine's Day as an opportunity to, because it's a day about love, essentially. It doesn't necessarily have to mm-hmm. be a day, like, about relationships, you know, like me and my dad, we always get each other something for Valentine's Day, too. Um, And I, I celebrate Valentine's Day hard. Like, I yeah. love a good Valentine's Day. And I have three Valentine's Days planned this year. So oh my gosh. I, to me, it's more than just like romantic relationship. Like it's just a day about love in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I was going to mm-hmm. ask for you, Alexis, like, do you plan on spending Valentine's Day just like showering yourself with love or do you see it the other way? I feel like this year I've like entered my villain era in a sense <laughs> with men because I've had Good. enough. And so I honestly think this year is probably like the most confident I've been granted like we're only like one month in but I could already like sense it and so I feel like now I see it as like a self-love day where maybe in college or like high school I'm like oh like I don't have a valentine or like Mm. no one asked me to be their valentine like during a whole period or whatever yeah you know how like you could send like roses roses yeah and I'm like I would never get one from a guy I would just be from friends I'm like okay (laughs) they're like oh my god did you get it from your crush I'm like no (laughs) but I think the only plans I have is um this fitness studio I go to here in San Diego they're actually offering a free spin class for Mm -hmm. like you and a partner and so I'm taking one of my friends she's always wanted to try spin and so we're doing that because I think they'll have like Valentine's Day goodies after see that's cute yeah 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 I love that that's a good self-care one yeah um okay so the last part we wanted to get into for today's episode was if you could give a little bit of insight I know you kind of already did but a little bit more insight on the new edition of your book and like you know is there anything else we should be expecting other than what you already shared yeah so the book I I self-published it um on my own and it definitely needed some like copy editing and like again it was I want, I'm still, it is going to be a shorter read, but I added some depth. And so before I get there, um, 
I self-published it. And then I, about a month into it being out, it hit number one on a category and then it was charting overall on Amazon. And there's this platform called Publishers Marketplace that like publishers and agents have access to. And if you're not a published, a traditionally published book, they really don't know about it unless it hits the charts Mm -hmm. and then it becomes like noted on the platform. And so I started getting agents reaching out to me and um, my agent actually emailed my like corporate email and she had like DM'd me and um, Mm -hmm. like on TikTok and Instagram, but I was in this really long meeting. So I didn't see it. And I, then I got this, you know, email on my corporate account. Anyway, um, talked to her on the phone, signed with her. And then they went out with the book to publishers, found my publisher and my editor. And then from August, when we signed to December, we edited the book and now it will re-release in June. So there are like a little bit of like differences in the new version. And I can't tell you too much, but what I can tell you is like the hardest part for me with this book was writing the beginning because like, Mm -hmm. it was so hard for me to remember like the good times. And I just wanted to hate him like so badly. And so I think I lacked like chemistry a little bit and showing like why Sloan fell for Ethan in the first place, because he was a good guy. And there were times where I was like, oh, we are falling in love and he cares about me. So um, the beginning of the book, you definitely see a little bit more into like the good parts of their relationship. And then you also do see a little bit more into Sloan's career and um, things like that. So, but there's, it's still the same trajectory of a story. It's just like a little deeper and gives you like, a little bit more and there's like new scenes and like things like that so I love it so much I'm excited I know I'm like I need you to come a little faster <laughs> um did you change the book cover at all or you kept no it? so the book cover oh, is good yeah oh yeah so my friend Haley created that That's and so um good. she's one of the first people I told that I was writing a book we worked together and I was like So when I got broken up with, okay, basically it was like a mutual decision, but I was like still obviously heartbroken. And I walk into work the next day, my eyes are like so puffy. And I'm like, I don't know how long I'm going to be able to stay here. And then like a week later, I'm like, I'm writing a book and you're going to make the cover. And then I got a new job eventually, whatever. She still made the cover. She made it so perfect. Like it was exactly how I envisioned it. Yeah. And my publishers take things through like focus groups to like test and see how well they do. Um, and people loved it. So we're keeping it the same. It'll have like, probably be look a little different just because there's so many of those copies we wanted to like, like the text might pop a little bit more. There mm-hmm. might be like a blur. I haven't seen the final version yet, but I'm excited for that. And one thing I did change that you guys might be sad about is the dedication. And I posted this on my Instagram, so it's not really a spoiler, mm-hmm. but the dedication was, you'll always be my favorite almost. And then this, the new one is for a younger version of myself because oh, that's that. so sweet. That yeah. is really Yeah. Sweet. I want, it's like the heartbroken version and the healed version. That's yeah. how I try yeah. to like think of it. Do you guys know Kelsey Ballerini? Yes, yes. of course. She's, yeah. You know how she did the rolling up the welcome mat and then oh, she like so released good. it again and did rolling up the welcome mat for good and changed yes. the one word. That's how I like to look at the like self-published version and the new mm-hmm. version. It's just a little bit more mature. It's a little bit more reflective and it can tell the story from me not being in the story you know mm-hmm. oh I like that I'm glad you were able to heal yeah well I wouldn't have been able to if it wasn't for you guys so like everyone that's read the book and messaged me and just so many amazing things I cry every I've screenshotted every single dm I've Aww. ever gotten you don't want to see my camera roll it's a mess yeah. I can never find anything but every time I click one I'm like oh, love it yeah <laughs> 
I just feel like even in your TikTok like comment section, it's just like so many girls like coming together and being like, I've been through the same thing or like, I think I had commented on one of your most recent ones and I said something about my four year situationship and I had girls being like, girl, get out of it. I was like, no, like he's blind. (laughs) Okay. That's, I know. So that's really funny because the, um, I did post a TikTok being like, I was in a five year long situation jet, and I finally like told the real trajectory of like what happened. And mm-hmm. so many people were like, a lot of times all my comments are nice and they're about yeah. people, mm-hmm. but this one must've just hit other for you pages or whatever. And people were like, this is so toxic. Like, I can't believe you stayed in this. Like, and then, but there were people like you being like, oh, I was in like similar or things for sharing. Mm-hmm. I feel less alone. But yeah, those comments are rough. If you guys want to laugh, go laugh. Like, go look at those. Like, it's hilarious. I just feel like people are so mean for some no reason sometimes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I got a comment once being like, yeah, you're going to end up divorced. And I immediately deleted it. I was like, this is triggering. (laughs) I hope you didn't believe that. Yeah. I'm like, I I blocked (laughs) it. was one of those when it's like, me at the uh, at my wedding day when my ex situation ship calls me like obviously yeah. I was kidding guys yeah, like, a joke. <laughs> but I saw that and was like triggered delete yeah <laughs> I don't think TikTok is for people who don't have a sense of humor because no. there's a lot of things out there that I've seen people they just don't get it they don't get the joke and like yeah. I this generation sense of humor mm-hmm. and how unserious we are and so they'll see a lot of TikTok and they take it literal. I'm like, just get off the platform. It's always like yeah. the people with like no profile picture. It's like user, <laughs> user. 1095. Like just. It's, no, honestly, those ones don't bother me. It's the one with like a real picture and her name's like Donna. And she's like, <laughs> I can't believe you would ever let yourself through that. Like you have some self-worth. And I'm like, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> read, read the, I'm like, I'm like, watch the video to the end. I, I get there eventually. Like. Donna, please. It's like they never like finish no. like the full video. I've noticed that even it's like it's like the first two seconds of you're like saying something, they're just like instantly commenting. Uh, it's like the unsolicited advice. Yeah, you're like, did you even watch the video, yeah. Donna? <laughs> oh my Donna. gosh. Oh man. Well, um, you said your new edition comes out in June 2024. Can you pre-order? And if so, where? Yes. It comes out on June 18th, which is a Tuesday. And you can pre-order it pretty much everywhere. I have like a link in my bio, but like Target, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, Walmart, Books a Million, and then indie bookstores should have it. I don't know if you can pre-order through them, but like if you have a favorite like small bookstore, you can also request it to be in your libraries, which is part of the reason I wanted to sign a book deal so people Mm -hmm. can get it for free. Um, So yeah, but I have a link to that and just pick your favorite place to pre-order. Cool. Yeah. I saw it available on my Kindle for pre-order. So I was like, done. I know. <laughs> I, I pre-ordered through Amazon. I'm an Amazon girly. Yeah. Um, so quick. Yeah. I'm so excited because I think maybe I replied to your stories sometime last year and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to reread this book. And you're like, wait, don't, don't, don't buy it. it yet. <laughs> you were like, wait, there's something better coming. And I, one of my other best friends, Domino, she had read the book because I had told her about it and I had screenshotted your reply and I was like, she's coming out with another one. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, I love this girl. She's like, I'm going to order it whenever it comes out. And then Aww. we saw your merch and she was like, I need all of it. <gasps> yeah. I loved it so much. I want the hot pink one so bad. The situationship survivor. Yeah. 
And then I can give you guys a little code too if you oh want God. to share it with, yes. your, like, with the followers and everything too. Yeah. Obviously, you guys can use it, but yeah, oh my we'll God. put in the yes. show notes. I, know. I have like- literally that's what these boxes are for. Oh, I'm actually yeah. moving the day after Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. So that's what I'm doing for Valentine's Day is packing, <laughs> yeah. but I just need to get more room. These uh, this place is a mess over here, but yeah, definitely buy a sweatshirt. I have plenty. Oh my gosh, yes. I'm going to get the oversharing or the, was it oversharing or overthinking? Yeah, like, probably oversharing. Honestly, yeah, now one. I'm going to make another one uh, that just says trauma dumping. <laughs> I, <laughs> me, yes. Literally us, literally us all the time. Our friendship. You guys inspired that one. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, thank you for the code though. That'll be yes. great. I will be taking advantage. Same. Like I'll just get one of every yeah, color. color. <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoy today's episode. I personally had so much fun. This is probably my favorite episode we've ever recorded. And we hope we gave you a sense of like a safe space that it's okay to grieve situationships. And maybe if you've never been in one, we gave you more insight to it as well. And I guess in a sense, this is our ode in a way, mm-hmm. or at least my own to all the situationship girlies out there navigating their almost love stories and I think the gist of this episode is like wanting to emphasize that your feelings are valid whether you were boyfriend or girlfriend or not and that it's totally okay to grieve situationships because even for myself for the longest time I'm like why am I so sad about it like we're not Mm -hmm. even dating or like in a serious relationship and I'm like no I can't be sad about it because he was really toxic and put me through a lot and so I think just throughout this whole episode obviously we hope we gave you more insight to your book as well and I loved hearing about all the little backstories and like just things that maybe you wouldn't share on your TikTok or Instagram stories that was really fun and we just hope that you celebrate yourself this Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. and no more putting up with toxic situationships (laughs) and also our goal for this podcast which is why we wanted to bring you on Mm -hmm is because our goal has always been to create a safe space for girls and to just always remind girls that whatever you're going through, we promise you're not alone. And there's so many other girls out there that have gone through something similar. You just have to find the ones that are willing to share. Mm -hmm. And that was what we wanted our podcast to be. It was like a hub for that exactly. So you were the perfect guest to bring on because there's a lot of girls that feel invalidated with by their situationships and things so thank you so much for coming on yeah thank you guys for having me and I love what you guys are doing here I feel like being honest and open and vulnerable it it can only it'll take you so far like it's so much better to be like that than to be closed off and close-minded yeah yeah yeah. and look because we're like that we all bonded really quickly I know just like just like what happened I know yes (laughs) yeah so I'm like we're gonna do um the holiday situation we're house swapping like it's fine I'm like I'll just like travel North Carolina (laughs) Charleston (laughs) I'm like this is your sign to open up to strangers yes Look what happens. I'm like, maybe like not trauma dumping on a first day, but do it with friends. <laughs> do it with girlies yes. only. <laughs> totally. That was so much fun. I had so much fun talking to Alyssa. I felt like we were literally just on FaceTime, like no, not even no. recording like a podcast. Like we were just having like a little girl therapy session. Oh, I know. And we kept talking even beyond the mm-hmm. recording. We were yeah. just yip yapping away. I love yapping. <laughs> we're certified yappers. Yes. <laughs> she was just such an easy person to talk to. She's a fellow girly just like us. Yes. So she was just amazing and I hope you guys really liked this episode it almost felt like an instant connection Mm -hmm. friendship like 
as if we've known her for years. No, like immediate trauma dumping. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, girl, let me trauma dump my situationship. Yeah. Make a trauma dump on yeah, us. Yeah, she was amazing. Like, it totally makes sense why we love this book so much because yeah. she is just an amazing person. So, uh, but my just, first time meeting an author. Yeah, so honestly, much fun. same. It's like I was meeting a celebrity. I was like fangirling. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, me too. Because she, this book was on the top chart. Mm-hmm. So like, girl was viral. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it went really viral on TikTok last mm-hmm. year when it first came out. Yeah. Um, I also feel like the title of it, Call It What You Want, considering that is a Taylor Swift song yeah. title. So good. So relatable. I <laughs> love it. So yeah, as we mentioned throughout today's episode, her... Uh, re-release i guess that's what you can call it Mm -hmm. right comes out in june of this year i've already pre-ordered me too and we will be counting down yeah (laughs) maybe order if you haven't already but all of her socials will be linked in the show notes and if you've made it this far she gave us a special code to use to get discounted merch Period. Which we love. She has really cute sweatshirts and they say like probably oversharing. Situationship survivor. Yeah, so many cute ones out there. So she gave our listeners a special code. So if you made it this far, the discount code will be in the show notes. Yeah. And that's how we'll know you're a real one. <laughs> Go you've check made it out. It over yes. an hour. <laughs> Which I'm going to re-listen to this episode myself probably a few times. You know I listened to them like four times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, considering I edit them, yeah. that counts as one, mm-hmm. but I will be giving it another listen when it's live. And I can't wait to share it. Yes. So excited uh, to share this episode. Alyssa, if you're listening, we loved you. Yes. And we want to have you on again someday. Yes. <laughs> when this re-release comes out. Yeah. Maybe we can do part two. Yeah. We just hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and really found a new way to think about situationships in general and also really want to emphasize that this is a safe space here. Always. Your feelings are always valid. Mm-hmm. And this is a judgment-free zone. Yeah. We... <laughs> Don't judge here. That is not a thing. And we hope you enjoy your Valentine's Day tomorrow, Galentine's Day. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.